Hello everybody, welcome back to Beyond the Textbook. Uh, today we've got our great Director of Studies, Andy, is coming back to us today. And so welcome Andy. Hi everyone. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. And um, today our topic is, is partnering a good way to improve your English? Okay, so the first thing I want to ask you, Andy, is can you tell us uh, exactly what is partnering? Uh, partnering is basically a stage uh, in, a, in the classroom uh, where students are talking to each other or checking their answers uh, and the teacher is, uh, is in the background. He's, he or she is just listening. Okay, and um, so why is, it, why is it good? Perhaps you can tell mm. us first from uh, a student's perspective. Uh, mm. why well, I think it's... Uh, I think it's uh, uh, well, I find it one of the most effective stages, uh, simply because there's so many advantages to it. Uh, from the student's perspective, uh, it, it gives learners more opportunities to speak. It's just compared to open class feedback when the teacher is, teacher nominates a student and then student B and student C. It takes time. The teacher doesn't have the time uh, to talk to every single student uh, you know, the length he, he, he'd like to, right? Uh, but when there's a, a pedagogic activity, students can talk freely. Yeah, and you know what is um, something that I learned when I started to get into teaching English uh, was that whole notion of, okay, now I want you to check your answers with your partner. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a lot of people who will say, oh, but they'll just cheat. <laughs> but it's not that's not what that's about oh, not at all so tell us what not tell us all. about that I think it's uh, it is not cheating mm. uh, this is this is not about that anymore mm. Mm. Uh, we are not at high school here uh, I think with the spotlight taken off the teacher mm. it's uh, students will feel more relaxed they are they will be empowered they will they will feel relaxed to make mistakes and I think that's extremely important mm -hmm. uh, and uh, well the first step is that they are they will be ready to make mistakes with their partners yeah that's actually really interesting also because I think you 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 said a very key phrase there taking the spotlight off the teacher because I think in very uh, traditional learning it was always okay the students sit and they don't talk oh, yeah. and they they write their answers and then the teacher collects in their information and their, their homework or whatever it is and they mark it right or wrong and then yeah. and then it moved to the next stage where the teacher actually would maybe not mark it right or wrong or but actually send it back and to the student and the student would then have to answer the incorrect ones themselves and so on I, I know there's a good side to that which means that the teacher is really aware of every single student's weak spots and strengths but it did nothing to improve their confidence like you said and and it also it made the teacher way too dominant in terms of right or wrong um, yeah. and it can be biased as well like yeah because yeah. when they when a student engages in a conversation with the teacher it's just they're more aware of the fact that they is the teacher they're talking to yeah. right whereas with other students 
again, they can make mistakes. They they can explore. They can you know yes. find territories they have never been to before. That's right. In terms of English, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, but I think I think that's the other second really important mm. thing is is that they feel more comfortable to make mistakes. So if they get with that partner, they'll say, why did you put C instead of B? Um, they can sit there and justify it, but they would exactly. probably never fight to the bitter end with their teacher. They'd be too scared to do that. But they will. Yeah. And, then, and again, it's the, again in English. And so it's giving them so many more opportunities to oh, yeah. actually practice. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, from the, that, that you were talking about the student's perspective, what about the teacher's perspective? I think it's... To us, I think it's a window to what students are really thinking about, their, their real worries, their yeah. real, um, even their mistakes, right? So we can adjust our lesson plan or uh, add extra activities if necessary based on um, what the students say, based on the things the students say. It's a very uh, student-centered lesson plan and uh, there is room for adjustment. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the key point there, student-centered. Um, it's again moving away from that traditional approach of the teacher being the person who is the center of the room, who knows mm -hmm. all things. Um, and and it's, it's nice because nowadays students feel so much more empowered with their own learning and they can, they can go so much further now mm -hmm. than they did before. And I think we can see that, that, that just generally in education, not just in English, but in everything now, students are so much more encouraged to be empowered to take charge of their learning mm -hmm. uh, than they, they used to do. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, but what do you see as, um, as perhaps, okay, we've talked about the great things about it, what do you see as the problems that, uh, for example, mm -hmm. students might face? I think an, op an open class feedback stage is still uh, very important. And uh, teacher can base uh, nomination on effective monitoring and on pair work. And thanks to, thanks to this, uh, students can have a, a positive, uh, positive experience, right? So they're, when it's an open class feed, feedback stage, students, are, students have to speak in from, front of their classmates, in, in front of their teachers. It's a very, uh, it's a very difficult Thing to do that in a foreign language, right? Exactly. So, uh, yeah. so uh, based on effective monitoring, a teacher can choose who to nominate, hmm. uh, and therefore not. It's a it's a very embarrassing moment, right? When you nominate someone, I think it has happened to everyone. When you nominate hmm. someone, you know, she just they just don't know the answer, right? <laughs> and you're sitting there and okay, so what yeah. should I do next? Why should I yeah. nominate someone else? Should I wait? Should I? And uh, yeah. You mean from the, te the, the from teacher teach side? Yes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. we can eliminate that. Yeah, that embarrassing. Yeah, moment. yeah, and also as uh, you know, sort of saying, you know, there are teach the students in the class who know that 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 time is about to come where mm -hmm. the teacher is going to ask everybody questions, and they're going to have this look on their face of "Don't pick me! Don't pick me! Don't pick!" Oh, she's <laughs> picked me. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so it it. Um, I mean, looking at the, the positive side of partnering is it gets them to still practice mm -hmm. um, in, in a confident situation mm -hmm. rather than to be having to be in the spotlight out there. Mm -hmm. um, so what about um, 
within. It's just there's just one more thing. Yeah, I, I okay. wanted to add here sure, because there's sure. a I think there's a very important part here that uh, students might not listen to each other when they're in you know when they are doing pair work or in smaller groups. So I think it's a great idea to to ask them to report back on each other, right? So yes. they, they shouldn't talk about themselves, but they should talk about their partners. So this way, yes. they're basically forced to listen to each other, yes. which is yes and actually just a classic elementary one example of that is when you ask the person you're in there in partners what's your name where are you from how old are you okay mm. so they've done that part and then they have to report back and they have to use a whole other lot of language okay. his name is mm -hmm. he is from he's from and so on using the other language so so it shows also that there's different kinds of language used for different situations Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're doing a double, double whammy on that yeah. one. Yeah. 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 Um, but I think also, uh, as you say, there could be students who talk to each other, um, and they, they, what? Yeah. What about the situation where you've got two guys? Uh, one of them is really strong and always gets the answers pretty much right. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the guy next to him who's just gone to sleep. And so their partnering work mm -hmm. is about person B basically copying the answers of person A. I mm -hmm. mean, what, what, what are your thoughts well, on that? <laughs> uh, from student, the strong, stronger student's perspective, it's, uh, it's still practice, right? Yeah. It's not like there's, there's no 100%. There's no perfection here. So it's still practice and... Uh, through uh, explaining and practicing more, they will they will master that that given skill mm. even better. Mm. Uh, from the weaker student's perspective, it's uh, it's still practice mm. of some sort. Mm. It's still, they have mm. to copy it and they mm. have to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and 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 also, I mean, sooner or later that. The, the, the feeling in the class will be don't partner with that guy because he never listens and so he's he's just kind of losing out with that um, yeah but also himself. but also especially when moving to a new country sometimes this laziness doesn't mm. it's it's it doesn't come from actual laziness it's just it's it's just a def defense mechanism yeah so partnering uh, and getting to know other students yeah. Can actually help that. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I've seen yeah. it before. Yeah, uh, that. Yeah, you know, and, and actually, we, I we think we can turn this around. Yeah, the further people get into uh, their language learning using partnering, uh, I, I just have found that that tends to happen less the further mm -hmm. down the track because they have gained confidence, mm -hmm. yeah. and um, and sometimes they may want to partner with someone who is obviously better than them so they can learn from them you know in a genuine way yeah. and there's always the lazy bones people who are just good for nothing so you're not going <laughs> to ever be anything anyway um, but that's life but also how do you see the teacher's role in that kind of when, when there are problems and partnering uh, well the teachers should be aware of these classroom mechanisms should be should be aware of uh, you know anticipating uh, yeah. Problems yeah. and try to try to find the right pairs and move them around. That's right. Yeah, and, and I know it's easy for a teacher uh, to say, "Okay, turn to the person next to you," but no. maybe they're always sitting next to that guy. You exactly. know. Um, but yeah, and then there's a whole other kind of teaching 
a strategy of um, how do you pair these people up? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of other techniques used with that. Uh, and actually, uh, that's a really great way for students in the class to get to know each other exactly. as well. Yeah. Particularly Absolutely. if you are not speaking the same language, your first language is not the same. They may be shy to mm. talk to that person who only speaks um, Japanese um, and they only speak Arabic. Mm. They're like, oh, I'd like to talk to that person, but mm. how? I don't know how. But mm. if the teacher says, okay, you from Japan, you from Saudi Arabia, you're going to partner. Yeah, they often, Yeah, they often say, okay. Mm. And then next thing you know, they're chit-chatting, having a laugh. They realize they've got more in common than they realize. They go and have a coffee together, da-da-da-da. So there's a lot of yeah. other positive spin-offs. Oh, definitely. It's, it's, it can facilitate out-of-classroom meetings, activities, which is still learning, right? Yeah, which, which actually takes me to the next part, which is um, uh, outside of the classroom. Mm. You know, okay, that's a technique, partnering inside the classroom. Do you have any ideas for students uh, outside the classroom, how they can continue that? I always, I always tell my students that they should do the things they normally do. So they, yeah. shouldn't, should, they shouldn't try to do things they don't like because that they, they won't like English. Uh, if they like playing computer games, they should try to play with games that are online games uh, and uh, they meet people from all over the world. Uh, if they like, I don't know, going to concerts, then they should find like-minded people uh, to go with. Uh, so it's, uh, it's uh, well, I always tell my students it's not a, English is not just in the classroom, but more importantly, it's outside the classroom. That's when the, the, the magic happens. Yeah, actually, <laughs> that's when the magic happens. <laughs> because that's, because they, I think learners don't really realize that's, that's learning as well, right? And then, and then I'm, I'm, I'm a non-native speaker myself, and I lived in England for quite some time when I was, uh, when I was 14. And I, I, I hated school. It was, it was horrible, but then at the end of that you know, period of time, I was, I was significantly better. And it, was, I felt, it felt like magic. Yeah, because, because I didn't really do anything. I was lazy. <laughs> so so, just, you, so you, you, because you were in England, you were basically forced to, yeah. to, to speak English. And, and, yeah. uh, and that's why you managed to become so fluent, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah, as a huge, huge contributor. Yeah. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And actually, I think, um, uh, and I, I like what you say about, you know, don't try and do something you're not interested in because it's going to be limited, really, isn't it? You, you might talk about some subject with some other person in, in English but if you're not interested the conversation is going to end pretty early mm-hmm. um, yeah. so and and I suppose um, I know and I'm sure you're the same we get many students who say teacher what can I do outside uh, to to improve my English and I think this is exactly where the partnering comes in yeah um, whoever it is you know I mean I just say okay that's a 20 minute walk from here to the to the railway station. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of students going to the railway station yeah. from the school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Walk with someone who you know doesn't speak your language. Yeah. You know, you only have to do it once and maybe or maybe you find that you that's partnering. Exactly. You're just finding out about mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're interested in doing things yeah. together. Maybe you're not. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. But you had a go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's all about social interactions. Really. And that, that, that's it, isn't it? You know, mm. I mean, that's, that's how people get good at English, really. Yeah. Um, just saying I want it for academic purposes. Mm. Um, yeah, okay. but there's a, there's, a, there's a long journey of socializing in English before that. That's mm, going to help definitely. you become competent at that. But anyway, that's mm. that's a whole other story. <laughs> um, so, what about um, uh, that partnering side, um, long term? Let's say someone has finished uh, their English course. They've even gone to university. They've got their degree. They can speak some English, but they go back to their country, um, and they now have their degree in English and so on. But they're going to be surrounded by. Arabic, uh, Japanese, or Mandarin, or something. How do you see partnering kind of fitting in over at that level of their their English? They they need to try to seek opportunities where yeah. they can they can practice English. It's Still, a, yeah. It's a, it's. I think we talked about this before, but uh, uh, learning English is a bit like going to the gym, right? So if you if you if you go to the gym for three months. And then stop. It's that's right. Yeah, you, it's, you, you, it's like nothing. you're gonna you, yeah. you're gonna do well for three months, but then everything's gonna sink right back, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. So English is, a, I think it's a it's a bit like that. Yeah. So uh, my advice would be seek opportunities where you can uh, use English, try to find friends, new friends, uh, experts. Yeah. And I think maybe the question is also if you learned English for your job, mm-hmm. why? Is that because your job will involve you needing to know English? If that's the case, then in your job, seek out, like you say, seek out opportunities for other people to speak English with them um, because that's why you actually learned it in the first place. Yeah. Or if you're going to be a doctor or an engineer or something and you go back to your your, your country, um, you're still going to need that all that research you did in English, all that knowledge you have in English. You're still going to have to interact in an international level. Yeah, yeah. and you can, these days, you can find plenty of uh, online courses in English. Yes, uh, yes. International conferences are, are all over the world. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're all in English. Yes, yes. Uh, so I think there are plenty of opportunities. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, now um, that's that's actually very useful for people. Well, what we're going to do also today for the first time is we're going to have a section on our podcast which is called questions from our audience. Great. Great. <laughs> I'm I'm glad to be the first one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just for our listeners, just just to let you know. Andy does not know what this question is. He hasn't oh, sat no. there and prepared an answer. <laughs> so this is the first question we're going to have. Okay. And the question is from a student. His name is Eamon Omar. Okay. And he's a student at Elite Language Centre. All right. And he's following our podcasts and he's telling everybody to follow it too. And now he'll definitely tell everybody to follow it because he's going to be uh, on it, his questions on it. Okay, so he sent me an email. It said, My question is I have bought a novel. This novel is for advanced English readers, and, I, and I'm still in pre intermediate three. I've read about 15 pages so far, and I've found more than 20 words that I don't understand. Do you think it's better to read an advanced book like that? Or should I stop reading this novel until I get to that advanced level of reading? 
20 words and 15 it, pages? 15 pages, he said 20 words. Oh, that's great. Only, only 20? Only 20? <laughs> that's, that's great. Yeah. Don't stop, I mean, keep, yeah. keep reading. It's, it's great. I yeah. think it's, it's really important to, uh, well, to read English, but more importantly, read in English, but more importantly, uh, encounter authentic uh, language. Yeah. And it's, uh, it, no matter how hard it is, it's, and it's not, it doesn't seem to be that hard. That well, if he's got through 15 pages yeah. and he only found 20 words he didn't understand. That's great. Um, I think, that, I think he's great. doing really well. Yeah. There, there used to be, there used to be a saying, which is, um, if in one page you cannot understand five words, um, then it may be too hard for you. Mm -hmm. In one page. So, would... so if he's only found 20 and 15 pages. That's still great. Yeah. yeah. And, and actually, I think the good thing uh, to know, uh, Eamon, is that this is actually how people get better at learning English. If you only did what your teacher told you to do, you, you'd do okay. Mm -hmm. But people like you are the people who are going to do very well mm -hmm. because you're taking that extra step. And challenging yourself yeah and, and you may have read 15 pages and the 20 words you didn't understand but now you're going to understand them because I'm assuming you have a dictionary next to you <laughs> and you're looking them up as you go along and yeah. and I, I think that that helps a lot um, the other thing is that a novel is different to reading a non-fiction book mm. if you read a non-fiction book and you find a lot of words you don't understand it, that's uh, that's quite challenging but still can it's, it can be done but a novel is really about telling a story and often you when you get into the story that the desire to know what happens next or whatever actually pushes you to try to understand that word definitely you know uh, far faster so actually if you're really into novels it's actually a really great way to it is. To, to it get is your great. vocabulary up. Yeah. Keep up the good work, Eamon. Yeah, Eamon, thank you so much for this question. Thank you. And uh, thank you, Andy, also for answering the question. Thanks for having me. Yep. And also, I'd like to say to also our listeners, if there's anyone else who would like to send a question in, we want to say, uh, please do that. Please email me uh, at info, that's I-N-F-O, at EliteLC.com. And we will uh, put your question on our podcast and we will also inform you when it's on. So again, thank you, Andy. And thank, thank you, you, Eamon. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you again next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.